it is a little extra lambo coming to you from the palatial podcast studios right here spokane washington it is raining it is cloudy it is raining it has been raining since january it's ridiculous it's ridiculous so much rain so much moisture we've had maybe a couple days to get some vitamin d's to get some sunlight but it's been crazy so uh Memorial weekend was last weekend. Like I had said, I might get a show in, but uh, unfortunately I did not. And I kind of let you guys know that beforehand. So that's why no show last week. Um, I was out camping, enjoying some time with family, enjoying some time away from phones and TVs and internet access and nothing. Just pure rain and tents. But we got some fishing done. We got some bass fishing. Um, brought home the the bass, filleted them up, had a fish fry, and and it was it was pretty good to eat. So happy with that. No phones, like I had said, so no internet. Uh, when I was on the drive home, uh, finally got service to the cell phone, and it went crazy for about five minutes. I kind of had to shut the the vibration off on the phone and just let it do its thing. So. It was uh it was kind of crazy once I finally got home and was able to check the phone, but even then it was 10 30, 11 o'clock, and I was ready for bed. I was ready to sleep in my own bed. The the tent life is not for me, and I need to just go and, and buy a camper, I think, and <laughs> not not wake up with your back out, your hip out, or you know, getting dripped on because it's raining and the wind's blowing a little bit. So I'm ready for a camper. But then you know, what do they say about a boat? Borrow another thousand. I think that's kind of the same saying when you own a camper as well. Just just so many things that can go wrong and tents are inexpensive to, to rebuy if you need to. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Today's show is about EMPs. And I'm not going to go into the scientificness of yes i made that word up scientificness of of an emp blast that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about i want to talk about the the natural solar flares which is probably a more likely event Uh, we have had two major solar flares there have been more yes i know there are two that have really stood out and have caused a lot of damage the reason I bring this up is just to, to go along with the preparedness series that I have done. Having your food storage, having your go bags, having your plans. It's not about, you know, when you're, when you're making these plans, it's not about government going around and, and knocking on your doors and, and, and rounding everybody up, putting them in concentration camps. It's not what it's about. It's about just being prepared for anything natural. We live in the Pacific Northwest. We can have earthquakes. We can have volcanoes. We can have very high winds, which we had several years ago to where some people lost their power from for 7 to 10 to 14 days. Uh, there were, there were uh, ice and trees falling and just all sorts of stuff. Power trans. Uh, transformers exploding as I'm standing out in the middle of the street watching trees sway. I'm seeing green explosions because of so much electricity being emitted. It was it was a green a green uh, burst of light from from these transponders transformers. I'm sorry. And it, so anything like that can happen. And we don't know when it's going to happen. You know, they have been talking about a, a the ring of fire, and we have had volcanic activity from uh, volcanoes who have been dormant for a very long time. There is a fault line that runs, so an earthquake, which have become more frequent, uh, not as not as strong, but they have become more frequent. So there's there's stuff moving around, something something big. I have always had since high school. I've always had this this premonition that up here we're going to have a volcano and it's going it's going to be bad of whatever happens and I I don't I don't know it's just kind of the that 
envision that you see, but I've had it since high school and it's, it, 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 I have no details that go along with it. I'm not uh Nostradamus. I'm not, you know, not saying any of that. It's just something that I, that I believe can happen. And I, and I've kind of seen it for a little foresight, but very blurry, very no description to it again. So if you understand what I'm saying, I, I think in this area, we're going to have a volcano and it's going to cause a lot of damage to our area. Along with volcanoes, you get the blacked out sun, you get the shit in the air, you get the, the ash and the chemicals and, uh, you know, everything that goes along with that. But with this volcano, it blocks the sun. And that that's the main part that I see is the is the sun not being able to come out because it's there's so much ash and soot in the air. And then that's kind of as far as my as my vision goes. So that that's kind of what I see. And if you talk to vul, volcanologists, I believe is what they are. They are uh, predicting not the same thing, but they're predicting a lot of volcanic activity. So it, it just kind of goes along with what I've seen. But along with with that, in 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 our area, we can have earthquakes. Uh, I don't know if a tsunami is in is in our capacity. It could happen. I mean, we're close enough to the ocean over where we're at that we could get hit with a tsunami. It would have something drastic would have to happen i believe but uh, japan had a tsunami a couple years ago Um, there was a earthquake in the middle of the ocean causing that to happen they are they are i can't remember what state it was if it's california but they are saying that the water is repealing back so what that means i don't know I, i haven't been following along with that but they say that that water level is pulling back so that's going to be fun, and it, it's just it's just about being prepared. It's about having your six months, your six weeks, your enough water on hand, one gallon per day per person. You know, it's about that uh, with anything that happens. Let's say you lose your job. You get in a car wreck. You can't work anymore. Yes, there are services to help, but is it going to be enough? You need to, ha- you need to be prepared. Uh, this EMP is why I want to bring it up today is because we have a very fragile, fragile electric grid. It is not advanced. It is not secure. Uh, To my FBI agent who is watching over me, and you just saw all of my searches, and we'll we'll talk about that in the notes, but uh, I have no intentions of building an EMP, just so you know. Uh, please like and subscribe, hit that notification bell, so that way you get my newest and latest podcast. Uh, <laughs> my FBI agent, um, he's going, what the fuck is going on now? So, uh, but anyway, I was uh, doing just doing research on, on EMPs. Uh, there are uh, natural as well as, you know, the, the built one. So... That's what we're going to talk about today. It all goes into the preparedness. I do not want to make this a science experiment. I do not want to talk, make it so scientific, but I'm, I'm going to bring up what an EMPA is. So a simple Google search. Uh, EMP, electromagnetic pulse, also a transient electric uh, magnetic disturbance, and it's a brief burst of electromagnetic energy. Depending on the source, the origin of the EMP can be natural, which we'll talk about later, or artificial, which means created, and can occur as an electromagnetic field, an electric field, a magnetic field, or a conducted electronic current. So I'm assuming that's kind of like a lightning bolt-ish into a target. That's how I am deeming that. So obviously that can be very science. That can be very, um, very. Uh, we could we could break that down, but that's not this show. And nor am I that guy. Nor do I want to bore the shit out of you. So if you want to do that, go find another podcast uh, to listen to, and they'll break it down for you of what uh, 
you know, what an EMP can, the differences of, of all of those are, but I want to hit up the natural and that's, that's what I'm going to focus on. But I would be naive not to talk about the artificial one, the man-made one. Um, uh, I, I want to talk about the importance of why our electric grid is at 99% capacity and it's the oldest electric grid in the world for advanced countries. Let me just throw that out there. Um, what is an EMP? Uh, what is an EMP going to do if it goes off? Uh, an EMP attack would destroy the electrical and digital currency, uh, I'm sorry, circuitry in the area of impact. So EMP goes off anything with a circuit is fried. Uh, your electronic components, your cell phones, your cars, your computers, your tablets, your lights out on the front of your house, anything with a circuit will be gone because it's an it's a electric pulse, an electric burst, and the circuits cannot handle that much energy. Um, it would cut the power to all of your homes, it'll your businesses, and most importantly, the military. Uh, should we have precautions for this? We should. Do we? I'm sure we do. For the military, anyway. As homeowners, you should probably, or business owners, you should probably have a plan for this as well. But the cost is outrageous. Okay. As everyday people, our communication is what will be the biggest loss for us. Uh, we will not be able to use our cell phones. If your, your cell phone alone, okay? If your cell phone happens to make it and it doesn't get fried, the system itself that it relies upon will be gone. Uh, so you just, you won't be able to, you won't be able to use your phone. You won't be able to communicate I have said in my past podcasts that my uh, fear of the government is that they're going to shut down the internet, they're going to shut down the phone system, and they can do that with an EMP blast. I don't believe that our government would do that, use an EMP, because if they want to take out people like myself, uh, people who are going to fight back, the unvaccinated, you know, whatever they're going to want to turn the system back on at some point and go back into normal life or normal how they want it life without the resistance of us fighting back. So they, they're, they're not going to destroy their system. So an EMP blast by our government, I do not believe is going to happen. But can they flick the switch? You bet your ass they can. Which is a, which is a possibility. But... If you are going to take over, and it's kind of the main problem I have with people calling the war in Ukraine that Russia's trying just wanting to take over Ukraine is complete bullshit. Because if you actually wanted to take over a country, you actually wanted to to beat that country down, if you wanted to take that country over and you didn't care what happened, the first thing you do is you eliminate their power. You eliminate their communications. You eliminate their day-to-day -day life. And they have not done that. It's the first thing you do. You watch any war movie. You watch Iron Eagle. What do they do first? They take down the control towers. They take down the, the, the power plants. They take down the oil refineries. Why? Because that is how you stop a nation in its tracks. Did Russia do that to Ukraine? No. Motherfuckers are out there with their cell phones making TikTok videos. Those brave soldiers that are out there fighting, making TikTok videos, putting photos on Instagram. Sounds like a war zone to me. Because I remember in Desert Storm, the Iraqis doing the same thing. Oh, there's a Scud missile coming across the sky. There's, let's take a picture with it. No, is what we're doing is we're laundering money through there. And this war is fucking fake. So, different broad, different podcasts, though. So, back to the EMP. Um, 
the the EMP is going to be used. It's it's not going to be used by our government. So it will be used by a uh, terrorist attack. It will be used by another country trying to fight America, actually create a war. And they know that we only have three power grids. We have one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast, and Texas. Texas has its own power grid because of some deal that was made. I did not dive into that. I do not give a shit about it because it's old. It's the same as the other two. So we have three power grids in this country. Um, when this EMP goes off, you know we're we're gonna we're gonna have loss of communication. We're gonna have loss of power power lines. We're gonna have loss of car communication gone. Power lines gone. Cars gone. The power lines are gone because they're they're gonna fry up. This the amount of electricity that's going to go through those lines. They're not going to be able to have to to handle it. Our our power is already at ninety nine percent. Like I've already said. It's at 99% capacity. Our power lines are to the max. Have you ever gone under power lines and your radio starts freaking out? It's because of all that electric magnetic energy coming down into your into your into your system, into your stereo, and it's creating disturbance. That's that's what that is. So imagine if you have imagine if you have your garden hose. Okay, you turn your garden hose on and that is completely full. It's rushing out there as fast as it can. It's at 99% capacity. You can put push a little bit more through there, but it not not much more that hose is going to handle. Now imagine you take a fire hose and you put it at the end of your garden hose to add into the water that's already already coming through. The amount of water coming through your garden hose will make that hose explode. It's the it's the same thing when it comes to the CMP blast. And our power lines. Our power lines would literally catch on fire with the amount of elect- electricity going through them or the, the electromagnetic jargon going through there. It would they would literally just catch on fire. Not counting the transformers exploding, the all of the electrical um, the electrical boxes and and surge protectors just exploding it, it would just it would fry completely fry the system because of the amount of electricity that we already have running through them uh so that that's when the power lines go cars gone all of these brand new cars all of them everything about this car your brand new cars from 2010 2012 i think it's 2010 Everything runs on circuits. Everything runs on electronics. Everything runs on on uh, on electric currents. That's your car. It's not like the old days. Uh, some of even even the 90s cars will be affected because they were kind of the first to come out with that, but it didn't fully come in until the 2000s into, into every car. But I believe it's 2010, maybe 2001, but I think it's 2010. Um, that's kind of when everything goes into electronics emp blast comes everything from that date on to now fried they're 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 useless electrically the the parts of them will still work of course you can open the doors uh your tires will still have air um you can go and use your key to unlock the door if you can or open the trunk (laughs) but you're not turning it on you're not running the windshield wipers because your car is fried. The battery, no more. The battery is no more. Anything older, farm vehicles, tractors, um, old motorcycles, older you know vehicles that are out there, they will probably be fine. That's why a lot of preppers have, a, have an old vehicle, an old Jeep, an old Datsun pickup, um, something like that laying around so that they still have transportation if... An EMP blast comes, or as I kind of go down through my notes, a solar flare comes, which is probably more likely to happen. Uh, they have that for transportation, so and and it'll be able to be usable. If an EMP blast does come, it does fry our electric system. You no longer have natural gas to heat your house to whatever. You no longer have a viable water source. 
you're not going to be able to go to your tap sink or your sink and turn on the tap and get water to come out that's going to be clean. You will have to boil your water because water treatment facilities run on electricity. If an EMP blast, solar flare, whatever, give a shit, it will affect your water within two days. Anything after two days of this happening, you have to boil your water. You have to get it clean. Okay? How do most people boil? How do most people get a heat source? They use propane. If you're not stocked up on your propane, how do you expect to go years? And I'll get into why I'm saying the word years. How do you expect to go years with boiling water, with cooking your food, with staying warm? You have to have, be prepared with extra propane tanks, extra heat source, extra firewood. All of these extras, it's all, the the whole preparedness series is kind of coming together right here, right now in this, of why we're talking about this. I'm talking right now about a man-made EMP blast. I am going to go into the naturals here in a little bit, which is more than likely going to happen. But again, we need to set up the context of what an EMP is, why this EMP is also, is also natural and not artificial. There are three different kinds of EMPs. If, if an EMP goes off, let's say Iran does shoot a, an EMP into our area. Okay, there are three different kinds of classifications of EMPs. How long is it going to last? Once it does explode, how long does it last? Uh, the first one, E1, and this one will last nanoseconds. It's a quick burst, and then it's done. Still enough to fry everything, still enough to affect your phone, still enough to do a lot of damage, but it's not as bad as an E2 or an E3. Okay, E2 is it will last one second after the one second. It'll go boom, and then it'll just kind of hang there, and then it'll go away. And that is the one second after the one second, which is going to be more destructive than the nanosecond little, and then fry everything and then be done. Some things will still last after that nanosecond. The one second after the one second, the E2, will do a lot more damage. And then, and then the E3. It will last somewhere between 10 minutes and several hours, depending on the technology. So basically, this is that electromagnetic cloud, uh, the electro, I'm sorry, electromagnetic field or magnetic field, which will hover over the area. And it just sits there and sizzles everything that comes on and it burns it to a crisp. More than likely, that's the one that burns your power lines. That's the one that burns your transformers. That's the one that burns your electric grid to the ground. Is this E3, depending on the technology. E2s are one second. It will still do a lot of damage. It will still probably blow transformers. It will still probably affect the electric grid but I don't believe there it will last long enough to burn the power lines down. The nanosecond, the E1, is going to mess with all of our communications, all of our cars, all of our tablets, circuitry. I don't feel it would affect our power grid. So if anything happens, that's the one we want. We want the E1. Anything natural, anything artificial, we want that E1 so that way it just fries our phones, cars. Uh, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause a lot of damage, but it's not as much as the E2 or E3. E3, we are done as a society, as a civilization, we are done. Because we now have no running water, no pure running water. We have no natural gas. We have no electricity to our houses, homes, military, businesses. It's done. We have no transportation. It's done. We have no way of getting food to our grocery stores. It's done. Now we're in complete off-grid survival mode. Everybody. Everybody is in the same boat. 
prepared people always talk about two is one, one is none, right? We talked about that on the podcast with Barrett Riles. Two is one, one is none. I have two knives. Uh, If I lose one, I still have one left. I only have one knife. I lose it. Now I have none. That's why two is one, one is none. I want two bars of soap, not just one. I want two handkerchiefs. I want two flashlights. I want two knives. I want two uh, Sawyer systems. Uh, Two is one, one is none. So if you're going to go build an EMP, why are you building just one? Did we make just one nuclear bomb? No, we made two. So the thought is, if you're going to make one, you might as well make two. Knowing that people are smart, knowing that people are prepared, knowing that people have taken certain steps, they're going to fire off one. Right? Missiles, missile, let's just call it a missile. Hits the target, whichever one it is. And then preparers have these things called Faraday cages, Faraday bags. Um, fair, look it up. I would, in, I would advise you to invest in them to get your everything backed up on your computer onto a zip drive of some sort, a external hard drive, uh, carry your phone in one of these Faraday bags, carry CBs, carry UHF radios, carry all of your communication tools and put them in the Faraday bag and forget about them. Your cameras, forget about them, put them in the Faraday bag, forget about them. Because these are supposed to handle and withstand an EMP burst. So all of your communication, keep it in there, right? So we're prepared. Now, if you take an E3, it's supposed to last between 10 minutes and several hours, right? Let's say 10 minutes goes by, or I'm sorry, let's say a week goes by, okay? It's got to be, we got to, we feel like the, the blast, the burst itself is subsiding okay it's or it's gone completely now we need to reach out to other people who can we find let's pull out the radios okay pull out the radios we start communicating another one goes off why because they were prepared for us to be prepared and they set off a second one two is one one is none so now everybody who's been prepared pulls out their radios they start using them to communicate there goes another one Another EMP burst. Another EMP burst. Frying all of that communication. Depending on the technology. That's why as, as, as prepared people, as preppers, we need to be, we need to be in a situation, into, in a place where we know that that's going to happen. Um, where am I at here? Second burst, uh, take everything else out. How is an EMP created? I'm going to take this from the very, from a very, very simple way of thinking about it. Again, this is not a science lesson. How is an EMP created? This is where my FBI agent goes, oh, what's he looking at now? Assuming it's not me, it's not some (laughs) other dum-dum, Rounding up all of the electrodes, all of the electrons, putting them all in a miracle whip jar and screwing the top on. That way you've got this harness thing of energy right here. It's fully loaded. It's ready to explode. We duct tape that motherfucker to a missile and we launch it. That is simple terms. (laughs) Trust me, more goes into it than that. This is not a science class. Okay, we took a miracle whip jar. We loaded as many electrodes as we could into this baby, screwed the top on, duct tape it to a missile, shoot it across the sky to our targets, i.e. electrical grid east coast, west coast, Texas. Don't care. None of them are secure. None of them are ready for an EMP blast. None of them are protected from a missile attack at all. So we've got three of them right there that are that are prime for being blown up, attacked by an EMP. It goes off, boof. Miracle whip jar, boof, it explodes. 
and you've just lost your your electric power grid. Okay, again, Moore's going to go into it. I know. Okay. What I also know about is Crave Eats Drinks Nightlife downtown Spokane, right in the heart of everything that's going on. We've got the new football field going on, being built. We have the podium that's there, the Spokane Arena, Riverfront Park. It is in the heart of downtown Spokane. It is where you want to go. First stop, middle stop, last stop. Jacob and the staff, they have plenty of electricity, plenty of TVs, plenty of electricity for the DJ, everything you need, well drinks. Plus they have a kitchen. Get those cauliflower bites. I've been talking about them for years. Get the cauliflower bites. Say hello to Jacob and the staff and tip your waiters because they have an electric bill and gas to pay for and gas is almost $5 a gallon. And it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Maybe we could pump our own oil. Different podcast. But thank you to Crave for all you do. Uh, Spokane Hawks baseball team, as well as this podcast. Jacob, I cannot thank you enough for everything that you do. Uh, back to it. Why, why am I bringing this up? Why did we fill a Miracle Whip jar full of electrodes, duct tape it to a missile, and shoot it into a power grid? Our power grid, like I mentioned, is very fragile. Our power grid is vulnerable to cyber attacks, terrorist attacks, missile attacks with a Miracle Whip jar duct tape to it, and as well as natural disaster. Okay, Natural disaster is the point why I'm doing all of this, not just an EMP. Uh, all, all of this uh, would result in a long, lengthy, widespread blackout. Texas has had rolling blackouts. They've had rolling brownouts. We had, uh, Texas had the power grid actually go out in the middle of winter, I believe. I believe middle of winter, and it was out for 10 days, two weeks. Can't remember exactly what it was. But even that is a fragile system. Uh, the blackouts um, and the loss of energy for services. All of er everything that runs on electricity. It's like your electric grid is your back on a human body. Everything that you do, every movement that you make, you reach out to grab your a glass of coffee. You reach over to grab the remote. You reach out to pick up your, your cell phone. It all affects your back. You go to kick a ball. It affects your back. Your back is your power grid. If you take out your back, you can't move. And I know this because I spent two weeks in my bed because my back went out. L3, L4. Anyway, back to the show. Today, 70% of our power lines, 70% of our power lines and power grid formations are over 25 years old. How much advancement have we had in technology in the last 25 years? We went from having a cell phone in a bag. We had the Zach Morris phone. We had, um, we had the first stat phones, if you remember those, with the long cord that goes out. How cell phones have come along to where now they're they're start starting to get bigger. They were really small at some point. We had flip phones. Now we've got phones that we can fold in half and open them back up. So it's a big note looking tablet looking thing. Um, we can do so much with our phones. We can run sprinkler systems with our phones. We can turn the power or we can turn the heat on in another bedroom while we're down at the at Crave Eats Drinks Nightlife. I can turn the heat on in the bedroom and or or down in the bedroom. I can turn the front lights on if I'm at Dry Fly Distilling downtown Spokane. Oh, I forgot to turn the front light on. I want to turn it on. Boom, I can do that from my phone. Technology has gotten so much better in our vehicles. In our, in our fishing gear, in our cell phones, our PlayStations. I mean, we went from we went from playing Pong to where it was so slow, but we thought that was the greatest thing ever. We're playing Pong, right? We're playing Space Invaders. We thought it was the best. Then nothing can get better than this. Now we've got PS5s that literally you can see, you can see 
Aaron Rodgers' face right there. You can see Brock Lesnar's face if it's if it's a wrestling game. You can see uh, Mario Castanoldi. I believe he's a soccer player. Brandon's going, no, that's not him. But yes, it is. Right now it is. You can see his actual face and his actual body. It's it's clear as day, but it's on the it's on a game. It's on a video game. That's how far we have come in advancement. But yet our power grid is 25 years or older? Goodness gracious. Meanwhile, companies like Iran, like China, they're investing billions of dollars into brand new infrastructure getting their power grids up to date so they are not vulnerable to cyber attacks. They're not vulnerable to terrorist attacks. They're not vulnerable to missile attacks for, you know, countries wanting to to come into our country and, and eliminate us or natural disaster. They are upgrading all of their power grids because it's important. You can't have a sustainable economy when your power grid is running at 99% capacity and one tree falling into a line eliminates an entire power grid. You just can't have that. Also, there are some parts of our country that let's say we do have a natural disaster. We do not have the capability to fix everything that needs to be fixed. We have to bring it in from other parts of the country or from another completely country another complete country, we have to ship it in. We are not prepared as a country for our power grids going down. Uh, Right now, we are at 99% capacity. But yet this administration, this clown show of an administration is pushing electric vehicles. They want everybody on electric vehicles. Why do you think they're letting the gas prices get as high as they are? They are forcing you to go to electric vehicles. But when you have a power grid, and these these head of head of the companies of these power companies, they've already come out saying we cannot handle. You're either going to have to choose to have the power on in your house or charge your vehicle. You cannot have both. This electric system right now is not capable of adding a million, two million, three million electric cars. It is not able to handle it. But yet this government, who has been told by the experts, we're told, believe the science with this COVID jab, right? This poison pill. Trust the science, trust the science. But yet they don't want to trust the science when it comes to our electric grid being 99% at capacity, we cannot add more shit to our electric grid. We cannot add electric vehicles. We will then have to choose our home or our car. We cannot have both. And we are doing nothing to prepare our electric grid for electric vehicles. They have been warned also let's say we do have something that happens the giant transformers that you see from any any power storage facility any power grid hub those big transformers if one of them blows usually all of them blow because of the amount of electricity that's going through there there are fail safes on them but more than more than usual, the other ones beside it go as well. You have a, uh, you have these. They're not made in this country. They're made in Germany, if I remember right. They're made in Germany as well as China. 18 months backlog of them making brand new ones. China, or, uh, Taiwan. All of our circuits, remember a year ago, 18 months ago, we had circuits, we had, we had brand new cars sitting on assembly lines. We couldn't sell them. We did not have circuits or, or computer chips, I'm sorry, computer chips for the cars because they're coming from Taiwan. Taiwan, in air quotes, had a fire 
Out of nowhere, a fire, not came from China, they had a fire burning down the number one manufacturer for car computer chips. Weird. China also makes them. And now they're going, yeah, we'll get to it. We'll put them out when we feel like it. 18 months before another one of these giant transformers to the power plants to be turn the power back on. One goes, we can still produce power, but we're not producing it at the amount that we were. That 99% just became limited. So now, we're going to talk about the natural, the natural EMPs. And then we're going to talk about Ric Flair. Woo! Ric Flair's alter ego, the solar flare. I know, cheesy pun. Solar flare, uh, which has happened several times in our in our world history. Uh, there was a storm, a solar storm, August of 1972. Uh, solar flares, a powerful solar series of solar storms with intense to extreme solar flares. Uh, solar particle events and geomagnetic storm components during the solar cycle 20. And basically what a solar flare is, is, is they are explosions from the sun's surface and they produce a large amount of electromagnetic uh, radiation created uh, for um, creating a natural EMP. It is from the sun. And this is the sun is a big shiny orb in the sky. Trust me, it's out there, Washington, because we have had so much rain and clouds, but it is still up there. This is this is going to happen more than more than our government, more than another country, more than an EMP blast shutting down our power grids. It's the solar flare. And it has happened in 1972. It happened again in 1989. It has happened several times. These are just the two main ones that stand out. It has happened several times before. Do I have... Um, I think that's the 89 one. It, it, had, it had hit, um, obviously, in our lifetime. I'm 43. I don't remember this event, but I believe it happened more towards the... Um, the north of the earth, the northern parts of the earth. I don't think it got to us, but I could be misspeaking there as far as where where all it touched. But the 1972 one is, that's the one that stands out. Um, there is a book out. It is called 77 Days in September that kind of talks about um, that storm, talks about life of them having to deal with the, the solar flares and rebuilding and everything that had happened in 1972. So there are books out there. Um, the March 13th, 1989, there was, there was uh, damage that was done. The cost of the damage, if it was today, if this happened today, it would cost $600 billion dollars for the amount of damage that was done in 1989, if that happened today, $600 billion to $2.5 trillion of damage. That's just to repair everything that they had to repair. That's not counting the loss. That's not counting businesses going out of business, services going out of business. That's not talking about anything like that. That's not talking about your water supply going bad and now you have to reboot that entire system. This is just to repair two and a half, 600 billion to two and a half trillion. Just absolutely crazy. That's why we've been pre preaching. I've been preaching preparedness on all of my platforms. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, this podcast that I hope it reaches you to go, man, maybe maybe we should start putting some food away. Right? Get to your two get to your three weeks or two weeks. Stock up enough food for two weeks. And then make it a month. And then make it three months. 
enough food for everybody in your household for three months. And then six months. You do not have to do it all at once. We've talked about this so many times. I hope that you're hearing this. Because, and I, and I, and I tell everybody this. You can buy all of the ammo you want. You can buy all the guns you want. You can buy all the water you want. You can buy a lot of stuff. You can, you can buy it now and it's not just going to sit and go to waste. That's what, that's a, a big fear of myself, of a lot of people is things that you buy just goes to waste or you'll never use it. So in your life, stock up on things that you use every day, stock up on that stuff because you're still going to use it. No expiration dates, know how long it's going to last. No, the, the freshest dates that you need to use it by. And then Start moving those dates forward. Use them. And then replenish the back end. That's what I do. My pantry is always moving because I'm, I'm pulling things forward. I'm putting older dates in front so that we can use them. And then I repl- re- restock the back. Toothbrushes, toothpaste, floss, eye wash, chapstick, which I need to reorder. Chapstick. Uh, women, your feminine products have... Two months worth of feminine products. Three months of feminine products. If you have medication, if you're on antidepressants, if you're on anxiety meds, if you're on sleeping pills, whatever, get have more on hand. Talk to your doctor. Talk to your doctor. Get that prescription. Get more on hand in case something happens. Number one, how many times when you call in your medication to let's just say Walgreens, they have to order in the stuff. That's all done electronically because they have to look it up in the computer. EMP blast, a solar flare, cuts all the power. We have no power. There is no more power grid. You have no more computers. How are they supposed to look up your medical needs and the shit's coming from wherever it's coming from, now you can't get. You are now without your anxiety meds. You're without your depression meds, your sleeping pills, your high cholesterol pills, your heart medication. Stock up on it all before it's too late. You're going to use them. They will not go bad. Have extra aspirin, ibuprofen, Tylenol, heartburn medication, Tums, whatever. Just have extra on hand. So that way if something happens, you are prepared uh, why, why this all matters, why this all matters. Um, you know, the, the natural flair, you're going to have, uh, the more than likely, this is what's going to happen. The, the, this burst of energy from the sun is going to fry these. Why? Depending, remember we talked about E1, E2, E3, depending on how much energy is coming out of the sun, onto whatever part of the earth that it's going to hit it will de- it will determine the e1 e2 e3 so it's hard to it's hard to say what's going to happen until it actually happens so but i wanted to break down the e1 e2 e3 why this all matters because solar flare is very more than likely going to happen it happens all the time because there are explosions on the on the sun's surface, but most of the time it doesn't reach us. It kind of fizzles out right before it gets to us. But like I've talked about in a podcast a couple months ago, Iran of all countries, of all shit-ass countries in this world, Iran has our entire electric grid, has our entire electrical system, has our entire tree, our routing system is on their servers. It was it was done um, through a, a inner inner pool search, a probe, and they found our electric grid on there and how they can diagnose how they can uh, diagnostic it. Um, and, and find the most penetrable points. It was all laid out on this on this search, this probe that was found. Iran is looking into our power grid. Why? 
why have they been testing missiles from a certain point on the coast like we had talked about? I believe it was with Mr. Freedom Stick. All they need is a ship, a container ship full of all of their stuff. With the amount of ships that we have sitting there off the coast, it could just work its way in there and then wait and then set up and launch a missile. They have all of the tools. They have all of the prepared ranges to do this. They've been practicing missile shots that happen to match up with our power grids. They have those distances set. They have a couple Miracle Whip jars maybe full of electrodes that they're going to duct tape to the missile and shoot. That's why it matters, folks. Because a shit-ass country like Iran has the capability to take out our power grid. They have been testing missiles. China has been testing missiles. South Korea has been testing missiles. I think they're going to start fighting with each other, but that's neither here nor there, nor none of our business, just like we shouldn't be in Ukraine right now. But I digress. Iran, though, something's going on there. More than likely, natural disaster, solar flares, EMP, terrorist attack on our fragile electric grid, that is already at 99% capacity, will have years. Years, not days, not hours. Power goes out, we wait a couple hours, a Vista gets it turned back on, right? If our power grids go out naturally with solar flares, um, naturally with volcano, naturally with earthquake, Naturally with tsunami, depending on if that would ever happen. Uh, That's just a guess. Or terrorist attack. Our power grids will be out for years. For years. Not days, not hours, years. The power is not coming back on. Back to the preparedness series that we have done and talked about. And I hope everybody has listened to Freedom Stick is preaching this in his uh, monthly survival trainings that he has online. Get on MrFreedomStick.com. Check out that survival class. It's a three-hour class. It's a done on a Saturday. He has specific dates. Do it. If you are not prepared for this stuff, if you are somewhat prepared for this stuff, if you think you have a couple holes missing in your plan, go to MrFreedomStick.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, FreedomStick.com, and find that the next survival class. He will fill in those holes for you, or he will get you on a path to start. Or you can email the show, ExtraLambo at gmail.com. And I will get you on a good path to start. Where to start with your preparedness. Where to start with a garden. Where to start with what to have in your pantry. Email the show, extralambo at gmail.com or Mr. Freedom Stick. He'll help you as well. We're here to help those that want to listen. Years, years without power. You have to know how to build a fire. Because the propane is not going to last. It's not going to last forever unless you have a garage full of tanks or you have a you know an extra large size or you're able to get propane from other tanks, which I think is a good idea. Six months of food, six months of supplies, one gallon per person per day of water. Um, heat for... Uh, you know, your heating sources for cooking as well as staying warm. Having those extra blankets, having stuff stocked away so that you don't freeze during the wintertime. And canning. I have started getting into canning. I'm trying to get more jars. I'm trying to get everything lined up and, and uh, you know, start canning myself so that way I have bulk items broken down into canning jars so I don't waste that bulk container on stuff. 
that that's what I'm learning right now. And plus I need to start my goddamn garden, but I haven't had time yet. That's my bad. I'll get to it. Um, but that's why, that's why I wanted to bring this to light because a, an EMP blast is, is more than just a miracle whip jar full of electrodes on a missile duct taped, right? It could be a solar flare. It could be the earthquake. It could be, you know, the volcano. It's just a, it's just a burst of power. And with our power lines and our electric grid at 99% capacity, our power grid cannot handle an EMP blast. It just cannot. It is very, very likely that we will lose our, our power grid to a natural occurrence of some sort. I cannot preach this enough. I wish I wish there was a uh, I wish that there was just something that I would that I could say, you know. And everybody's different. I wish that there was just something I could say that it would just click, click. The light bulb goes off and goes. I understand. I want to learn more. But there's there's people that just don't want to, and that's fine. But when that time comes, you are you are not gonna make it. Um, um, what is that book called? Um, what is that book called? I just started, uh, I, I actually, I listened to a podcast that they broke that book down. Um, one second after, um, one second after an EMP blast, find that book. It's a, it's a, it's a hardback copy or else, or paperback as well, but it's also on uh, audiobook. Listen to that book. It's a story. It's a fictional story, but it's very close to what is going on. It is very close to describing how our how one second after that and go, now going forward, how one second after an EMP blast, how long it takes for society to crumble. You have two days of, of usable water left. How many people have the resources to start a fire of some sort and boil water? The people who live in apartment buildings, unless they have a propane grill, a charcoal grill, but that's only going to last for so long, to boil water. Water is the most, as we as we know, we can go weeks without eating. We can only go days without water. We have to have water. Water is your most usable resource, your most needed resource as a preparer that you can get having 50 gallon barrels of clean water that you can use, having a filtration system, having a Sawyer system, having life straws, even though Mr. Freedom stick doesn't like them, but they are there to use in case you have to have them as an emergency. Learning water filtration, water purification systems. You have to learn how to use those. Because if you do not, you will die. If you cannot boil water, you have to know these other things. If you do not do them, you will die. Two days is all that's that your clean water is going to be usable for. Um, one second after. Be ready for a, a scary tale. But with what's going on, you will enjoy it. Um, another series that was turned on to me is the Lone Star series. Lone Star series. And it's a three-book or four-book series about survival, basically. Um, a family in either Oklahoma or Texas, natural disaster happens, and this family is kind of spread out across the country. They are trying to get back home to their homestead. They're trying to get back home to Texas or Oklahoma, Hopefully Texas, because Texas is better than Oklahoma. Hopefully that's what it is. Um, but nonetheless, that that's the story. Is their their it's their survival. Um, they've been they've been trained. They've been prepared. They've been all this other stuff, and now they're away from their safe haven, and now they've got to use what their knowledge is to get back home. Um, I've heard that it's an amazing series. So find the books one second after. Find the series, uh, the Lone Star series. Or 77 days in September. Um, I, I have not read that. I just know that it's a part of this solar EMP uh, or solar flare EMP storyline. 
77 days in September. So find that book as well. Um, take your book, take it down to dry fly distilling down, in, uh, downtown Spokane, uh, Terry and, and his staff and, and Randy arts down there in the kitchen, get all of that dry fly goodness, the canned cocktails, the bourbon, the whiskey, the vodka stock up on those two stock up on those two because they can be used as bartering. If it does happen that we lose our power grids, you can use whiskey, bourbon, vodka, canned cocktails, any alcohol as a barter. Or you can enjoy it yourself. Either way, uh, get down to Dry Fly, uh, downtown Spokane, Washington. Get online, dryflydistilling.com or on Facebook. Tell them a little extra Lambo podcast sent you. Uh, thank you for um, all that they do for for the show as well. And, man, I was listening to uh, uh, another uh, TikTok creator. And, and I can tell that he's getting discouraged because he sees all the warning signs, just like I see the warning signs and all of the stuff going on around us. And there's so many people that just don't care. If something happens, they're just, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be fine with the, you know, government telling me what to do, where to go. My family will be good. You know, we'll, we'll be good. We'll make it. We'll, we'll. You know, the government will provide for us. You know, they're not going to let us go hungry. They're not going to let us die off. The government will be there for us. I, I would rather put my head through a wall than rely on this government. That's just me, and I and I, I hope that you're correct. I hope for your children's lives that you are correct. But isn't there an ounce of you that says, what if Lambo's right? What if Lambo is right? The government will not be there for you. The government is going to let you die. The government doesn't want to give you supplies and rations and whatever else to keep you alive. What if the government doesn't provide for you? Isn't there that little little spot back of whatever in you saying what if Lambo is right then have two weeks of stuff on you just just set up for two weeks just prepare for two weeks have extra batteries on hand have flashlights have an extra propane tank have extra lighters so that you can start a fire you don't have to go all out you can have the, the miniature version of preparedness Email the show, extralambo at gmail.com, and we can we can talk about just having the bare basics. If a, just an ounce of you have asked, what if Lambo is right? And we can have that conversation. We can go down to Crave and have a beer. We can go down to Dry Fly, have a canned cocktail. We can have that conversation. I'm more than willing to have conversations with everybody who wants to talk about preparedness. We don't have to go all in. We don't have to, you know, live the the zero or the home-centered life. But you can be prepared in every aspect of everybody's life. If you're in an apartment, if you're in a in a duplex, if you're in a a, a house, a single-family house, if you're in a ranch. There are different levels of preparedness preparedness that you can be or we can help set up a plan so that you can be ultra ultra prepared. We can have that conversation as well. If a little bit of you is wanting to know what it is like to be prepared and you think just a little bit of, of me is right, let's have that conversation and I'll get you lined out this has been a little extra Lambo. We are on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher. I'd appreciate it if you'd give me that five-star review. Hit that notification bell. And most importantly, that follow button. Click that. Follow me, South Hill Podcast Studios on TikTok. I just reached 12,000 followers. I'm pretty psyched about that because I have more than my daughter. So I'm pretty pumped. <laughs> 
But uh, if you need any help at all, extralambo, gmail.com, mrfreedomstick.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, freedomstick, and we'll get you pointed out. For myself, peace! Peace!